What's up, mamas? It's Tanika Ray. I was a television host for 20 years before my entire life blew up when I had a baby. Shifting gears from red carpets to a gig called Mom required a whole new game plan. The carefree, globe-trotting boss babe me was suddenly in search of a mommy tribe to help me navigate the inevitable fumbles and fails of raising a kid. Mama's Day with Tanika Ray is a sanctuary for the Mommy Collective, where we amplify our self-love and self-care, trade tips on raising conscious kids, help each other fine-tune our boundaries, and celebrate the highs while forgiving ourselves for the lows in the wild, 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 wild world of mommying AF. <sighs> Inhale through the nose. Hold it for four seconds. And exhale out the mouth. I could do that for about five to seven more rounds right now. Welcome, welcome, welcome. As I intentionally exhale through every word, (laughs) as sometimes um, days require you to literally slow yourself down so that you have the ability to manage each moment that is thrown at you. I'm telling you, sometimes the mommy shit gets so thick that I have to literally concentrate on Tanika. Take a breath. She doesn't know what she's doing. She's only trying to express her independence. She only knows what she knows. She only wants what she wants because I trained her that way. I created this person to have agency over her thoughts and her mind and her body and her actions. I am trying to create a future queen, you know, a boss. But with that, what we don't, (laughs) we don't think about is that while we have done our work, we have gone to therapy, we have We have traversed and navigated through some hard shit and challenges. We have hurdled those challenges. We have lost. We have loved. We have been hurt. We have hurted others. And we are at this point where we're mothering a human. We are nurturing another human. That is a whole other person. Now, let's, let's really break that down because we spend so much of our lives, let's, let's say, let's say, let's say our twenties. Okay. And I, I don't even know how you women can successfully raise a child in your twenties. Literally every hat that I could possibly put on my head, I am tipping it to you because at 20, I was completely selfish, completely self-focused, completely tunnel visioned on what it is that I wanted to accomplish in the world. That was it. So that to me is success. I I like the path that I took. I like the path that even though my parents were not in support of the direction that I wanted to take my life, 
I did it anyway. What? I did it anyway. And it wasn't like that came out of the blue. And one day I said, I'm going to fulfill my dreams, even though I don't technically have the support. I'm going to be a rebel. No, it wasn't me being a rebel for the first time. And then I had to think back, when did it start? And I got to tell you, what is blowing my mind is I have a very vivid memory. It was in the parking lot of the Ladera Shopping Center. This is old school LA. Ladera Heights was a sort of black Beverly Hills that sat between Fox Hills and Baldwin Hills. So that whole area was black intelligentsia, Ladera Heights, Baldwin Hills, View Park, all of it. Some had different degrees of diversity like Baldwin and View Park were mostly predominantly black. We lived in Ladera, which my next door neighbors were Jewish, but it was predominantly black, if you know what I mean. I have a very vivid memory back, and I think I was, I've always told the story and said I was seven years old, where we are sitting in the car, my whole family, my dad, my mom, myself, and my brother sitting next to me in the back seat. And I think it was a Ford, oh, it was a blue Ford something. I was a kid, seven. And I remember my mom trying to convince me of something. And I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. I don't believe anything you're saying. And not only that, that was the fissure. That was the moment in time where I was like, no, I have my own thoughts, my own way of doing it. And I'm going to figure it out. Well, damn, y'all. If I did that at seven to my mother, and I'm feeling all this heat right now for my daughter, it scares me that we are going to repeat history. And that's not a great thing because once I set on my own for my mother, that was it. I didn't look to her for advice. I didn't lean to her for comfort. I didn't go to her for her opinion. I learned how to operate solely from my thoughts, my ideas, my truth. And I don't want my daughter and I to go down that same path. That's my honest truth. Because Once you don't need somebody, you don't refer to them for anything, then there is a lack of a connection, I think. It brings a tear to my eye just to think of it because of how much pain I have been in my entire life because I did not have the mother that I, hmm, God, what is it? What do they say that? Some of us have to heal from from not getting the mother we needed. It's not even about want. It's the mother we needed. And that's tricky. It's so fucking tricky because we come into this world and we're all literally born exactly the way that we're supposed to. And I think from my mother's generation, you are to create yourself. You are supposed to copy and paste. They very much parented in this copy and paste 
fashion, which is I did it this way. So you should do it this way. I did it this way. So you should do it this way. I dress this way. So you should dress this way. I do my hair this way. So you should do your hair this way. And from jump, that wasn't working for me. From jump, I threw a huge spiky wrench in my mom's game plan, which I'm sure was a blow. I'm sure she did not enjoy that. I'm sure she didn't like me very much for it. And to this day, probably still doesn't. Because that is, when you really think about it, that is rejection, right? If I don't want to listen to your opinion, I don't go to you for nurturing when I'm sad. I don't go to you for the way you do things, for your blueprint. That is utter rejection. And if somebody rejected me, okay, I'm going to move down the road. If my daughter rejects me that way, that's going to hurt my feelings. And unfortunately, that is what I've lived through as the daughter. So I got to tell you, I really didn't want to do this podcast today because I'm in this space. I'm in this funky space where I've had a really rough day. I've had such a rough day. It's been so hard with my daughter. I don't know, (laughs) not for us. When we were, you know, in school and had Thanksgiving, it was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm at the point where when she has long vacations or she has a day off from school, it's like, oh God, she needs to be in school. Our relationship is better when she's in school. Our relationship is better when she's stimulated elsewhere. And then she can come back to center. We are not meant to be with each other all the time, all day. It has become... Exhausting and a little painful because I don't know if she thinks it's bonding when she is combative about everything. I don't know. But today was one of those days where she was very sensitive about everything. I want this, I don't want that. And like talking to me in a tone that is un acceptable. Like it's just unacceptable and I will not have it. But I have to remember what my girl Pink said. And I say my girl, not because she's really my friend and we text, but because I so honor what she has learned through her daughter and what she has shared with us. I very much connect with Pink in her relationship with her mother. One of the hardest things in the world is to have a really complicated, toxic, acidic relationship with your mother. That is so hard. And, you know, holidays come around and it's like, ugh, it sucks. It's part of the reason why, to be honest, I didn't even want to be a mother. I did not want to be a mother because I I was scared I was going to suck at it. Why? Because I had a very complicated relationship with my mother. And what do I know about mothering? So if you have been watching me on Instagram or watching us on my Mommy and Me series called Mommy and Munch, um, one of my IGTV series, then you're like, I get 
all these messages. You're such a great mom. You're so great. Look at how awesome she is. Yeah. But with that, with this extraordinary, magical child comes a lot of wild energy that needs to be directed. Yeah. I'm not going to say tamed, just directed. She's got to look, she's so flipping smart. She's so on point. She's so observant. She's so like taking in all the information, like all kids, just soaking up the, the gravy of life with her big ass biscuit, getting every morsel, sopping it up with the biscuit. And so it's all in there. All the stimuli, all the things she's learned from shows and all these books she's reading and, you know, all the TV shows and all the conversations she overhears and all the social media. I mean, everything is like swirling around her and she is absorbing it within herself the best way that she can. And so I said to her, we had a rough fucking day. Oh, y'all, it was rough. Where I kept having to say, if you talk to me like that one more time, where you talk and you grit your teeth or you stop it, it is a horrible place to be as a mother. I don't know what she experiences. I, I really don't. But because there comes a time during this when we're in this like friction where I want to completely disengage. I want to, I don't know, turn the station. I want to put her in her room and lock the door and like be just, or put myself in my room and lock the door. It doesn't matter who's locked in. I just want to space. It doesn't matter who's locked in. I just need space, uninterrupted space when we are in this funky mode because her fire and my fire are combustible. My fire, I, you know, you don't know you have fire in you or you're feisty or you're not even sassy. That Fuck that word. It's, it's like feist. It's like a zest. It's like energy. It's like, I know what I'm doing. It's me being extraordinarily observant, extraordinarily smart. I process things in my own way as a seven-year-old growing up and now having to meet herself as a seven-year-old. One of the things I said, a friend of mine was was laughing because I had to bring my daughter to work. She was one of my co-hosts. And she was like, like, oh, having a fun time, huh? And I was like, you know, it sucks having to raise yourself. <laughs> and everybody laughed because I, I, I know I'm special. I have thoughts and ideas and I'm not going to just agree with you just to agree with you. I like to do things that are right and I have my reasons. Like, let's do a debate. I'll tell you why my way is better, <laughs> you know? Of course, when I'm working, that is the time when I'm I'm not allowed to put my foot into anything. I have to then create my way through somebody else's filter. But in my life, I know that my way is great <laughs> because I have evidence. However, when other people are involved, right? My way is great for Tanika. Tanika's way is great for Tanika. But what happens when there's another person? <laughs> it's like freaking me out because 
look, we all want to find our mate and be in love and get married and have a partner in life. But my goodness, (laughs) maybe, maybe I'm not suited just by this experience I've had today. Like, whoo, child. I do agree that much like, well, very different because your partner in life is the only intimate relationship you choose, right? So like your parents are sort of chosen for you by the universe. Your child is chosen for you by the universe, but your partner is somebody that you have to vet. You have to do your research. You have to see them in all, what does somebody say? You shouldn't marry somebody until you see them in all their seasons, like anger, um, uh, happy, sad, you know, all those seasons. But with children, I can't, I I couldn't order up the kind of child I want. And the funny thing is, she's perfect for me. Like she's my mini me. She and I think so much alike. We feel so much alike. And so perhaps that's the issue. I have so many people that I'm going to be bringing on for some interviews moving forward because I feel like we all need help in this department. When you're beautiful children that you love more than life, stand up and say no. Start yelling at you, screaming at you, having temper tantrums, rejecting your way of doing things. All they're trying to do, and I know this, thank you, Pink, again, and I will always give her the credit. She said her daughter wasn't trying to do things to be against her when these moments arise. Her daughter was just trying to stand up and have agency over herself. She was just trying to be the big girl. We keep saying we want our kids to be big girls. You're going to be a big girl. Well, this is part of it, isn't it? Part of my daughter being a big girl, I guess for her, is that when I say, all right, let's get dressed to go out. And I say, wear this and wear your blue little skirt. And she says, no, to her, that's because those clothes are when, when I used to pick her clothes and she wasn't a big girl. So for her, being a big girl is just wearing the opposite almost (laughs) of how I used to dress her. So if I used to dress her in cute little tutus and cool shirts, she wants to wear jean shorts and the most blah t-shirt. Well, not blah. It always says like a graphic t-shirt. She's really into graphics. They can be LOL. They can be, her favorite is actually from Black Panther. It's a graphic of M'Baku. She loves that. She has one that she wears all the time that says Malcolm. It's that gray t-shirt from Target that had like Black civil rights leaders on it. She loves that t-shirt. And she has one that says, you know, I got it from my mama. (laughs) She has one that says straight out of my mama. I mean, it's hilarious. That's her style now. And that that for her, I'm trying to understand why she's so hardcore about what she wears. But yes, that for her is developing her own sense of herself without me having to inform her who she is by dictating what she wears, what she thinks, how she speaks, how she presents herself. So now that, you know, I've put her to bed and she's asleep and I've had time to breathe I can start to process the shit that I went through today, like for real. But sometimes diamonds can't be made without pressure. It's the same with this. These moments are inevitable when I'm like, checking out, I don't want to do this mommy thing anymore. It sucks. 
What the fuck's going on? I'm losing my mind. Those days are inevitable. And yes, they suck. But damn, there's no such thing as perfection. There's no such thing as somebody always being a certain way. We are flexible, movable, malleable, you know, evolving people. That shifting at all times and unexpected times without notice are going to always happen. And there's literally nothing we can do about it. And it's as simple as, I don't want to wear that tutu. I'm going to wear jean shorts. Or it could, it can be as complicated as, I don't want hair. I want to cut it off or I want to dye it blue or I want to date a girl or I hate you, mommy. I don't want you to talk to me at all. Right, right when she gets older. And I'm dealing with this in a, with a seven year old. But then again, I have to really, truly just go back to myself. How did I show up and how is that reverberating through the universe in my child? Hmm. Well, one thing's for sure. My daughter is not somebody to be played with. Not. Okay. She has no problem telling you how she feels, what she wants, what she needs. None. Now. She's not a barker. She is at home. You know, I guess what they say is your children are sometimes their worst with you, mom, because they're comfortable. (laughs) Well, great. You know, I had a conversation with my daughter the other day because we've had a lot of this, this Thanksgiving holiday, a lot of tension, a lot of control, fighting for control even though it's like, that's not the way this works. (laughs) Stop telling me what to do, seven-year-old. Like, that's just not the way it works. You are still a child. I'm still your mother. I'm here to guide you. Now, trust, when I was a child, I too knew what I wanted, knew what I needed. She's in the kitchen making her lunch. It's a trip. And I support her 1 billion percent and developing exactly who it is that she envisions herself to be, that she is. I support every ounce of her strength, her fire, her will. Unfortunately, I've got to be the first test dummy in this project. Mommy's always the test dummy, right? And it's painful. So I didn't want to do today's podcast because today has sucked, but I made it. I had to take a lot of deep breaths. There are so many things that we can do, and I have to remember my conflict resolution. I have to remember how to get myself back to zero and to calm my nervous system when I get stimulated by a seven-year-old who wants to go to war. Woo! I applaud her for knowing what she wants and who she is. I am in pain emotionally, mentally, and spiritually over how she expresses it. We need some time apart. Hallelujah. She is going back to school because these long breaks, now mind you, when we were kids, we only had Thanksgiving Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then the Saturday and Sunday came around, right? These kids were out starting Friday before Thanksgiving. Y'all, 
My daughter was out of school Friday, then she had the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Then she was out of school Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thanksgiving, Thursday, out of school Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then Monday, we did our COVID test today. And tomorrow they're doing virtual schooling until everybody's tests are returned and everybody's tests are negative. That's three days shy of two weeks for Thanksgiving, y'all. What in the world? So needless to say, all of that togetherness, even though we were going to this and seeing friends here, it makes me go, you're acting so ugly. I don't want to take you to our friends event. You're acting so wrong and so fiery and so disrespectful. I don't want us to do this, right? And then it becomes me almost threatening to not do anything, which then has us in the house, in each other's space which then breeds more conflict. (laughs) Do you see what I'm talking about? Where is the out? And that's all I kept thinking about today. Each time we have these days, after I finally get her in bed, I really have grace for myself. And I go, what could we do better? How can we navigate through these ugly, rocky, cold waters in a better fashion? So that I'm not at the end of the day wanting to cuss her out. And she's not at the end of the day thinking I hate my mommy. How do we do this? I'm super excited to have mommies on. There's one that I was going to have tomorrow. Unfortunately, she had to cancel for her own personal reasons. And hopefully we will get her on soon. But we have so many mommies that We've all gone through this. This is not unique to my experience. And that's something I have to remember. This is not unique to my experience. This is what mommying is, they say. This comes along with the territory. This is interwoven in the fabric of mommying. And that's what's so funny to me or so frustrating to me, I should say, about society saying women aren't equipped to be bosses. What in the holy F do you think women are doing when they're raising kids, keeping the house in order, cooking the dinner, managing the schedules, keeping children alive, making them better people, making sure that they do their assignments, finding the next karate class for them to take? Where is their piano teacher? That is literally running the business of child. And that's it. I'm standing on that strong. If I mean, how, I hear y'all. Mommies, I hear you snapping and clapping and saying, word, being a mother is running a company. You are the president, CEO, the COO of an industry that is raising, nurturing, feeding, cleaning after, managing, navigating through emotional terrors. All of this, it's a trip. When you think about all that moms do, it is wholly obvious and absolutely verified that women could run the world. Women could run the world well. Moms could run the world and not only run the world, run the world well. If we just created this this world where moms didn't just mother their own, but like this village that we always speak of, that's always thrown out there for effect. But if we really could care about all of our children and really raise them with the love for all of our children, we would be in a much better place, a much better place. 
I'm going to end this with something that I have to remember to do when I have these days. It is the inhale through the nose. Let's do it. Inhale. Hold for four seconds. And exhale. Inhale for four seconds and hold. And exhale. As we try to elongate those breaths, inhale for four and hold. Exhale. Thank you. Again, this is a time where I'm having ultimate grace with myself. I am not a perfect mother at all. I have intentions to raise a child who loves herself, who is strong in her convictions, who understands her place in the world and knows how to rock the very best of what she's got. That is the child I'm raising. But I'd also like to do it with peace in my house, which I know is an impossible task. All children have a lot to manage. It's a lot. It's a lot to work through to become, to go from being a baby who was cuddled and everything was done for them. And that's another thing that we're going through right now. We're going through this detachment, like cutting the cord of, you can do that yourself. No, you go wash your body in the tub. No, you go put lotion on. You go wash your face. You go brush your teeth. I shouldn't have to do everything because when I do everything, I did everything when you were a baby and you were helpless. You're getting older. You're old enough to take on certain tasks. For you, that is a battle that I think is really at the foundation of all of this. Thank you guys so much. You know, I'm on this beautiful journey with this podcast, Mama Stay with Tanika Ray, and I'm so excited that you're here to enjoy it, but also ride with me. I am super excited that I get to do this for I feel like it is my greatest destiny. And I want to thank Jenny Media for producing my shows and getting me all up on every platform where pods play. That is the most important thing. So thank you, Jenny Media. We are here. We did it. We did it. Episode seven on the road to episode, I don't know, 150. I'm putting it out there. Okay. Much love y'all and mama stay. Thanks for hanging out, Mama. I know how little time we have in our day to honor ourselves, and I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. Make sure you click like, rate, and subscribe. I'd love to hear what you think about today's show and what you want to hear going forward. Remember, mommying is a gift, and you're doing a kick-ass job. So, woosah, and mama stay. Mama stay.